DC has released multiple flops in a row at the box office now. How bad has the damage to their reputation been because of this? Can James Gunn and Peter Safran turn things around? How bad is DC's reputation? The damage has been catastrophic. There's no denying that. This is coming from someone who absolutely adored Man of Steel. Mm. I will defend that film to the day that I die. A lot of Superman purists hated that film. They thought that Superman was too doom and gloom, too much like Batman. Why is he moping around like this? Why is he breaking Zod's neck? Superman would never break Zod's neck. Rewind 30 years ago and he picked Zod up by the hand and threw him into the abyss. But everyone seemed to forget about that. Great old Christopher Reeve did that. To me, it felt like, given the circumstances, he was dealing with that situation the best way he possibly could have. I digress. There has been a lot of damage to the DC universe after that film. Batman versus Superman. Greatest example. What does that mean? Why did you say that name? Then after that, Justice League was pretty big disappointment. Then we got films like Birds of Prey, The First Suicide Squad, complete and utter disaster films this new dcu they have really good in intentions behind it james gunn is is leading the helm leading the charge brilliant mind in the industry is it going to be enough is the first dcu film going to be a flop is the first three dcu films going to be a flop what is the first dcu film like that that's my biggest problem right now if this was just James Gunn came out here and said, hey, we got Shazam 2 already done the books. We got Flash, all this. It's going to come out. And then when that's over, I'm starting my thing. That's just it, period. Clear cut. There's going to be this era and then there's going to be a new era. But that's not what it is. Some people are staying. Blue Beetle's technically the first character. He might stay. They said Ezra might stay, which that statement, like my brain flew off. I was like, what are we doing? And, and I think that that's a problem is confusion is an issue like like you can't have the normal fan like yes i will take the time to seep through and try to understand what's going on but a normal fan might just be like well this doesn't matter and if it doesn't matter why am i gonna spend money on it even if superman's great it's gonna have to climb up a hill right now the confusion out there is really to the average fan it's making things so difficult to follow. This film that we all just saw, they tried to leave open-ended enough so that if we wanted to, and if the reception is good enough, and if the critics don't just ream against this movie enough, we could keep this one around as, as maybe something that's part of the, the new DC universe moving forward. They made very vague references to the DCEU, but not hard references to the DCEU. There were no cameos. There were no, there were no things. They, they mentioned the characters, they mentioned the places, but ultimately this is something that could have been, if there's enough of a clamoring for it, then this one could have been the first new DCU movie. So that's kind of the thing that just makes things so confusing is then you get into a situation where people are like, well, I, I don't know which characters I like. I don't know which characters I don't like. And they introduced this, this whole idea of multiple universes with the Flash movie. And for some reason, they're beholden to trying to keep Ezra Miller around. I don't know if they're trying to avoid lawsuits or what's going on with that whole thing. But the creative people that they had in charge of the old DCEU just made some boneheaded decisions and they never recovered from it. They needed to do a clean break and a fresh start, and they wanted to recoup some production cost. And as much as I understand that, you can't have your foot halfway out the door. You either have it right. out the door or you're still in 
in the building. <laughs> it's one way or the other. And that's that's kind of what they're trying to do. They're trying to recuperate costs. They're trying to kind of sort of leave the door open because they've got characters that people want to see and they've got actors that people want to see. And I understand all of that. But at some point, you just got to say, let's make a clean break. It starts from point zero right here moving forward. And then it'll be less confusing. You'll have the right creative people in charge of everything. And then you won't have to worry about all this nonsense. That's a great point. The tax breaks and stuff they could have gotten instead of this mess. Regardless of Blue Beetle, what they wanted it would have saved them money to, t to shelve it and take the tax break, but they didn't want to let go of that. Like they, like you said, they wanted to just eke out some more money and instead they they're going to lose seven, $800 million. Every bit of money that Barbie makes this year will be negated by DC. Warner brothers just burned pure profits by releasing these movies. At the end of the day, the damage to their reputation, the further mm -hmm. damage might be mm -hmm. worth more than, any little bit of recuperation they could have gotten at the box office. And I'm also not a studio exec, so I don't know how these things work exactly, but you got to think, like you said, I mean, they took the tax write off for Batgirl. People are still hung up on Henry Cavill. Like that's, that's still a thing. We're still looking at these projects saying, so he gets to be in this. Henry doesn't like, uh, like you're going to keep Ezra maybe, but Henry can't like, he's the bad guy in real life, the way he talks, but Ezra commits literal crimes. So I think that the audience is very angry. And the one thing Blue Beetle didn't do was it didn't bring fans back. Like it doesn't like reignite that. Like, even though it's like, there's going to be people that love this movie and I totally get that. And I respect that. And that's awesome. But if you're DC, it just doesn't make sense. Like like, yeah, you want to release it, but I don't know if you could have done it right, though. Maybe streaming wouldn't have worked either. You're still going to lose money. At least with Aquaman, you know, the original film did make a billion dollars. But I got news for you. This this oh, new yeah. Aquaman film <laughs> no is going to be lucky to break even at four or 500 mil, whatever it takes to break right. even for that film. Yeah. Typically in my brain, when I think about what you're saying, Bone Bridger, I'm always thinking like, well, yeah, but they did spend maybe a hundred mil, maybe even 150 mil just on marketing, but it might've been worth it if they're going to make 300, 400 True. mil. But there's also the possibility that this film doesn't make more than 250 mil, like The Flash, right. which is oh, one of man. the biggest most epic box office flops of all time in the superhero genre. Worse than Indiana Jones. I still haven't seen it. I you, planned you're on living it. a good life. Yep. You've made I, wise I still haven't seen it. DC is like my original nerd fandom. Okay. DC is where I became a comic book nerd was through Batman and through Superman and through the flash and through all these for me to not have seen the flash movie essentially just because I heard you don't want to see the flash movie. That's not good for DC. That's the kind of stuff that they're just not going to be able to overcome until they just kind of make a clean break and move on. I don't know that they're listening to their audience enough to do that. I think that they're listening to, to, to whoever they have behind the door saying, no, that we rather than make a clean break, we need to kind of make this fuzzy transition to kind of try to recuperate and try to, I, I don't know what it is. I think a lot of it is based on, they just don't want any kind of backlash from anything political. If they had decided to nix some of these films, would it be because would of, it, you're you know, absolutely right. would, it, would it have been a good look to cancel the Batgirl with a diverse sure. female character? And then right after that, canceling Blue Beetle. You're right. Maybe that wouldn't have been a good look. Putting the axe on Ezra Miller saying he's absolutely not going to be part of this universe. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things where you could see the potential uprising from a certain, a certain mm -hmm. level of the fan base that says, hey, that's not fair. 
whether or not that's how a studio should make a decision is up for debate. I don't think it is, but that's how it appears they're making their decision. Yeah, out of fear of, of what could happen if they don't. And Jonathan, you're, you're right on this. They have no idea what's coming with Aquaman 2. They think people boycotted Ezra. They think people boycotted Blue Beetle. Amber Heard will draw a massive boycott. They have no idea what's coming because this is her first big movie since. I mean, the Johnny Depp stuff was more watched than all these movies could ever dream of being watched. The Netflix thing that just came out, you're talking hundreds of millions of people. And she is clearly the enemy of this. Like, I think that Warner Brothers is walking into something they, they're not ready for. Because it won't just be, we're not seeing it. It's going to be like backlash. Which is, but the first movie made $1.3 billion. So they're just like, we've got to, you know, Jason Momoa is awesome. They're relying yeah. on girls just going to see Jason Momoa with his shirt off. That's all they're relying on for this movie. And it's that yeah. that's not a superhero audience. They're going to figure that right. out. Now, if she gets eaten by a fish in the first scene, if Amber <laughs> Heard gets eaten by, I will see this movie every day until, like, I'll support it until it's out of theaters. If a giant fish eats Amber Heard the first scene of this movie, I will stand up and cheer in my theater. <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. You said something interesting, though, and if I'm going to have any hope for the future, the good news that James Gunn does have going for him is these absolute whatever's going on this year from Shazam to the flash blue beetle to Aquaman two, which is going to be, and in my opinion, the ultimate failure, I think it's going to make all these look great. I think that that's going to be the movie where it all falls apart. And then you get a little bit of a gap and you get Superman. The one good thing is the expectations are going to be so destroyed that if you do good with Superman, maybe you win people back. You don't want to follow Michael Jordan, but you do want to follow the person that just fell on their face and went 0 and 82, lost every game, you know, couldn't have done anything right. And so the strike could possibly help them a bit too with there that. Is, that's a good point. Break. In these extended periods, certain things that shouldn't get made get canceled. Certain people that are cast for certain roles that shouldn't have been cast and you hear them saying things and acting a certain way, they get fired. It will clear out an opportunity for Warner Brothers. Whereas I think Disney has no opportunity. I will say that I have more hope for DC going forward because Marvel is just this mess that's just continuing. There's no end in sight because for every good project we get, let's say Loki season two is good. Well, the Marvels and Echo come out this fall. Uh, it's just like, okay, well, you can't step one foot forward without hitting yourself in the face. So I do have some hope for DC. Plus we get the Batman two and Joker two. There's some, there's some interesting stuff coming out. The thing is with uh, Marvel and DC right now, I think that they have reached a point where, you know, Bob Iger has been back for a little while now. I really, truly think that a lot of this stuff was coming from JPEG. I really do. Mm -hmm. I think that he was rushing out a lot of titles on Disney plus maybe not secret invasion. That might've been in the pipeline already. I'm not sure, but yeah, definitely some of this stuff like echo, I am Groot, maybe even, even though that's not a terrible show, that's not a great example for what we're talking about here. But I think that JPEG was trying to just push a sheer amount of content. Iger might be the guy that he wants to hold Disney to a higher standard. I'm just trying to be as optimistic as I can because I love it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I will, I will believe it when I see it. And right now, like you're saying, I mean, the next film we got coming up, The Marvels. Oh, my gosh. I don't think that there's any universe that any variant of Jonathan could be even remotely excited about that film. That's the one film. I, I think I was more excited to go see Morbius in theaters than I am to go see that. I will go out on a limb and say that I will like this film substantially more than I like the Marvels. Like not 100%. even not a little bit, 
not a not a little bit more, substantially more. I will be shocked if I like the Marvels more than this film. Shocked. Okay. You don't think it'll surprise you? I hope they surprise me because mm-hmm. I, you know I'm a Marvel guy, Jonathan. Yeah. I hope they surprise me. Marvel has just gone down. The, I don't know if it's Feige. I don't know if it's the people that Feige has put in charge of creativity. But ultimately, both WB and Disney have decided to try to outsmart their audience. Rather than give their audience what every movie looking, studio, yeah. Rather than give their audience what they're looking for, they're trying to tell their audience what they're looking for, and yep. that, that is not landing. No matter which way you go, the DC universe or the Marvel universe, neither one of those. You want to know why the first Avengers film was so successful? Is because it's exactly what we expected, and yeah. superhero super superhero fans are like that. We don't want big surprises. We don't want big heel turns. We don't want big. We don't want big. Big changes in the story. We don't want big uh, continuity differences. We don't. We don't want all the different character changes and all the different. You know, we don't want all that. We want exactly what we expect, and we want to see it brought to life. That's that's the difference between seeing what we do and seeing maybe some of these people that do fantasy and sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. They, they try to approach it and say, "Well, we're going to give you something fresh." with your old idea. That's not what we want. We want our old idea come to life. That's what we want. And they're not giving it to us. One way or another, either people are going to revolt with their money or they're just going to have to decide one way or the other that this is not what people want. Ultimately, that's kind of my big problem with the studio right now. 